0: Welcome to I'm Not In An Abusive Relationship with your host, Claudia Pauls.
1: Today on I'm Not In An Abusive Relationship, we're going to talk about um, maybe some help as we move beyond uh, the actual abusive situation and how therapy can help and the benefits of therapy and joining us today we have uh, Krista DeBoer and Liz Alderson who are both sexual assault therapists and also Tori Lawrence who is a child advocate um, and we're going to talk about how people begin with therapy how therapy helps them and how it can continue to help as they move through this process of hope and healing um, I'm not sure exactly who wants to start but Um, Liz, how about you jump in and let's see what the benefits of therapy are or how you start with a victim going into therapy.
2: Well, I think uh, benefits of therapy is a very broad, I mean, there's so many, and they're
1: individualistic
2: and personal to each person. And I think that's the most important part of starting in therapy is that this therapy relationship that you and I are going to have and embark on is going to be different than every therapy relationship you'll have either in your past or future. You know, every time you meet with a therapist, that relationship and that bond that you have is going to be different Um, and that every client then is different too Mm -hmm. and taking that individual Realistic kind of approach and side to it. Um, and I always start with, you know, letting my clients know that, you know, I'm just here to support and help them through whatever their goals are. You know, part of therapy is what are your goals? You know, so sometimes you'll hear you know fancy words like treatment plans and like different things, but really, what is the purpose of coming here? What do you want to get out of it? And how can I help you achieve those goals? And that those are going to be personal to you, and the way that we achieve those goals is going to be a per- is going to be personal to you.
1: So it's it, it's not I'm going to therapy so they can fix it. Right. I'm going to therapy because I need the tools mm-hmm. so that I can fix whatever's going on. So. Yes. Well, well. sometimes therapy gets, you know, um, I don't know, bad name or has some stigmas attached to it. It's kind of like, so you have tonsillitis, you're just going to fight it yourself or you're going to go to the doctor and fix it. Well, it's not the same, but very similar in whatever way healthy needs to happen for you. Exactly, yes. And that it's going to take different amounts of time
2: for whatever your goal is and for different people, right? And so I always remind people that, you know, you're not going to wake up tomorrow and whatever issue that you brought to therapy is going to be completely gone. However, you are going to wake up in a period of time from now, days, weeks, months, you know, maybe a year or something, and you are going to wake up and you're going to be like, wow, you know, I used to go to therapy or I'm still in therapy and this was my goal going in. And like, I don't deal with that issue as much as I used to, Mm -hmm. or that issue doesn't have like like power over me anymore and like it is it's that one day you wake up and it's like whoa like it's all different but you you took the time to get there I just facilitated that journey you were driving I was just the passenger in in your car just you know (laughs) it's
1: a good description yeah because it is it's your
2: car it's your life I'm just here for the journey along with
1: you help you and make it maybe safer but Mm -hmm. yeah to give you those tools that you need to get where you've decided you want to go and that that's kind of all therapy but we're really looking at sexual abuse therapy Mm -hmm. um, which I'm sure has some very different aspects to it Mm -hmm. and maybe we can address some of those and and Krista jump in at any point as well
3: I think that a lot of people that um, come to therapy because there's something that uh, might not be working as well in their life. And so part of that therapy is, um, how can I talk about this? How can I give meaning or purpose? Um, How can I learn skills to help with? uh, A lot of times there's big emotion. There's unhelpful thinking styles. Um, And how do I process this whole thing that happened to me in a meaningful way? with someone that is going to um, listen and support. Um, sometimes it's cheerleading the successes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and success in therapy isn't necessarily um, I'm going to work through my sexual assault. Sometimes it's I used a skill and my emotion, I didn't let that emotion uh, overcome me. Sometimes success in therapy is walking through the therapeutic door, or the therapy door, just getting into the door. That's a success.
1: Oh, absolutely. So,
3: yeah, so, I, yeah, so I, ju- I just think that um, one of the benefits of therapy is to learn how to do life in a different way, and hopefully um, in a way that's going to bring hope and healing.
1: Well, and I think sexual assault, sexual abuse therapy, uh, huge things to deal with would be fear and shame and being able to overcome both of those before really I would think any kind of healing could start to happen. For me fear
3: is one of the big ones Um, and even in my own personal life I think that fear can keep you from doing the things that you want to do and it's one thing if you're going to choose to make a decision it's another one to let that fear make that choice for you.
1: Well, and and, you know, your own personal fear is one thing, but there's like outside of you fear going Mm -hmm. on with this as well. Mm -hmm, For sure, and it can be really scary
3: just walking around in the community, um, especially if your abuser is still um, walking around. Mm -hmm. So it kind of just hits you at all different kind of ways and all different types and types of ways.
1: But having those tools to deal with it is sure going to be better than than not seeking therapy. Yeah, and I think a big thing that we do
2: in therapy a lot is that, so we deal with these big emotions that come in, that come in related to that trauma and stuff that Krista was talking about, but we also we recognize and normalize that you're going to experience emotions and you should experience emotions for the rest of your life and so you you know fear is a normal response to to having a sexual assault And you're going to feel fear throughout the rest of your life i can't put you in a bubble and make you safe for the rest of your life and you know what are the joys that we get out of fear sometimes sometimes we're scared to take a new job or a new role sometimes we're scared to like drive the car for the first time Mm -hmm. we're scared you know to do a lot of different things but there's some hope and healing after that right and so what's the benefit of that emotion that we experience but because we have it for a reason and so kind of that too okay so what are you going to do you know how do you deal with the current fear related to your trauma but also you know how do you future plan how do you deal with fear you know in a year from now and 10 years from now when it's yes related to your sexual assault and like the triggers and things that may happen in your life but also when it's just normal fear you know and of everyday life of you know a million different situations that could possibly happen because I think oftentimes emotions get a bad rap. You know, you shouldn't feel this and you shouldn't feel that or you shouldn't, you know, And it's what we do with those emotions. So that's what we do a lot in therapy is normalize those feelings, name those feelings. Is it even fear or is it something else? Mm -hmm. Kind of that like emotion um, exploration.
1: Right. Right. So it's not like, okay, so this is a bad thing. It's this is what it is. Mm -hmm. Now, what are you going to do with it? And I think you get to, so a benefit of
2: therapy is you get to know yourself better and maybe you're more connected with yourself and your emotions and what is this emotion and how does, how is it protective? How is it helpful? How is it when it's too intense, then it's something that I have to deal with? How do I then cope with it? Kind of Mm -hmm. all those pieces. Mm -hmm. But you really get to figure out like what's going on in your head. You're more present in your life and less of that just like passive kind of in the canoe going down the river.
1: Not letting that assault be the winner Mm -hmm. and not letting you be yourself Mm -hmm. so good so and there are also other benefits that people will begin to to see as they're continuing through therapy Mm
3: -hmm. I think um, something that sometimes it is big emotions sometimes it's that conceal don't feel so sometimes um, in a response to a trauma sometimes those feelings are so overwhelming that I don't want to think about them or I I try to shut them down. And and
1: sometimes that first shutting down is the only way you're going to get through through the day.
3: Through it. And then as you start to hopefully be able to talk about it in therapy, learn to recognize and identify um, the the emotion and start to feel again, um, which can be kind of scary too, because if you haven't been feeling them for a long time, then to have them, kind of flood back or come back um so learning just like where where do I feel this in my body what is this emotion and even being able to verbalize it is a huge part of it too and to learn to recognize it
1: that's a great way to put that because you think you know well I'm in therapy so nothing's physically wrong and (laughs) that's just really not the case at all Mm
3: -hmm. yeah um I like to and I know Liz does this too but um, use those mindfulness skills to uh, get some body awareness especially because we know so much of trauma is held in the body so learning how to release that trauma and how to stay present in the moment um, and and to kind of put the body and the mind and the thoughts together Mm -hmm. and how those work together really well
1: great Mm -hmm. so Tori um, you have talked with Children, and I'm sure um, you have lots of different benefits that you see once children begin to realize that they can overcome what's been happening to them.
4: Yeah, um, when a child has someone that they can actually open up to, they feel like they they gain trust in adults that they maybe didn't have before. Because a lot of kids don't trust adults because, you know, they look at its authority, you know, they tell you what to do. But once they find someone they can actually talk to, it opens up a lot of doors that... Maybe they're witnessing some things that they couldn't talk to their parents about. So I do I've seen that benefit of just being able to talk about anything with someone. It could be the simplest thing or the biggest thing. That's the main benefit is being able to trust some adult.
1: Well, and frequently, if you're a child, your abuser is an adult. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole different situation of learning to trust an adult. Child advocate is such a great uh, title too. Just you know, I'm I'm here to help you get what you need and to. To give you the tools that are going to help you get through this situation, yeah. advocating for a
4: yeah, let them know like you're not there to necessarily tell them what to do or just mm-hmm. give them advice, but you want to be just that opening and listening ear for them to talk about. It um, don't even have to be traumatizing; just something that they're going through daily at school or anything they want to talk about. Just having that person there to, to even if they want to open up a door with their parents, maybe you're the person that can help them talk to their parents about something so they can gain a better relationship with them.
1: So we've been talking about the benefits of therapy and and there are many 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 benefits of therapy but there are are, people have as many reasons for not seeking therapy as they do for seeking therapy so um, other than you know well yeah it's it's there's some stigmas associated with that so maybe we can talk about that and some of our listeners who might be wrestling with those problems can can get some good answers to that
2: yeah I think there's there's a lot of stigma related to mental health and to seeking out services um we see that in the community we mm-hmm. see that in you know uh, social media and that um like are you not strong enough to just take care of it yourself Are can't you just you know i didn't go to therapy and i dealt with my stuff can't you just do the same you know so there's that kind of like attack, like personal attacks. Mm -hmm. And then I think a huge one is, is fear, you know, to, to be vulnerable, to tell this stranger everything about me and that I don't know what they're going to do with that information. Like not not that I don't think they're going to keep it confidential, but that like, are they going to then judge me? Right. They won't like me. They'll think it was my fault, whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's the response going to be? Because especially if it's related to any kind of trauma that you've ever had, you know, and you've shared it with somebody else, whatever their response is, you're going to think that everybody's going to respond that same way.
1: Well, sure. Right. Mm -hmm. And
2: so it's that. And I don't know this person. What do they look like? What are they going to act like? What are they going to talk like? Like, what's the room going to be? I mean, there's so much to be afraid of going into therapy.
1: And there are stigmas that that children have that teens have that different cultures have. Um and Tori maybe you can kind of address that situation or those different situations as well. Um yeah I would say with teens just in general, maybe
4: not trusting adults is maybe a big stigma with that. Um it's
1: kind of part of being a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> not <laughs> wanting to a talk little to more anyone. than that.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah but um usually they hopefully they can find someone in schools. That's one question I usually ask at the end of healthy relationships is who Who would you go to to talk to like and if they can tell me one person is usually good sometimes it's usually that teacher that's in the room Mm -hmm. so i'm just making sure they have that one person to talk to and then they can lead them to the right resources maybe lead them to therapy and lead them to counseling if that's what they desire um i I feel like that's just mainly the big the big stigma within um teenagers is not it's a big trust issue Mm -hmm. Um, I know like within the black community I've I've talked about it a lot with my friends and family lately um, reasons why we typically don't seek help when it comes to mental health. Um typically our, our community is looked at as being strong all the time. So it's looked at it as you are strong, so why would you need someone um to help? Um especially like in my home is always what happens in the home stays at uh-huh. home. Uh-huh. So that's a lot within our community is like you don't talk about anything that goes on at home. You don't talk about what goes on with you because you keep it within the family. So that kept a, um that holds a lot of us sometimes from even going out for help. I can't speak for the whole community, but I know when I talk to my friends and most people it's usually that like what happens at home stays at home so you don't talk to anyone else about that um but i talked to like my professor she's black and um she notices that like um we have a natural resilience within our community so it was looked at as like we're gonna get through it anyway so why do we need to go talk to someone else Mm -hmm. um but there are huge huge benefits into talking about it because we we naturally have things that we've like our family and our ancestors have gone through in the past that are that um The trauma is within our body without us actually going through it. So sometimes we um, may act out or things come out that we don't even know why it's happening because that trauma has traveled from generation to generation. So Mm -hmm. getting that help is very, very much beneficial and needed because it's
1: not talked about a lot. Great. Well, not great, but good that people are beginning to reach out and mm-hmm. and uh, get the help and the therapy that they need.
4: Yeah, there was an episode. There's a show I love. It, it's called This Is Us. I don't know if you guys watch it. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, in the episode Lots where uh, Randall uh, the, his his neighbor, not his neighbor, his daughter's boyfriend's father want to talk to him about getting therapy and he was like you know no i got it i run that's what i do and he's trying to convince him like you know i understand that you know i'm a black we're both black men and we don't necessarily go for therapy but i did it and it helped me so finding that person that can encourage you as well but i'm glad there are shows that are addressing that it's not as common as people think and it's and it can be helpful as well Mm -hmm. also this is us is a great show so i recommend (laughs) it
1: (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I know um, if you are listening, please reach out. Therapy has so many benefits and can be very, very helpful. Um, Give DASIS a call, 1-800-828-2023 or DASISMI.org.
0: Thank you for listening to I'm Not In an Abusive Relationship. If these stories resonate with you and you need help, please visit our website, DASASMI.org. That's dasismi.org or call our hotline at 800-828-2023. We are here to walk alongside you. If you know someone who might benefit from our show, please share it. Social media, email, simply telling someone about it all help us spread the word and help us to combat domestic and sexual violence. We also welcome financial and volunteer support. That information is on our website. Thank you to the staff,